Uh, welcome to the Pilgrims and the Prodigals podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keith, for uh, that. Do you believe intro. in the war? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. What's up, guys? What up? Uh, that was weird. What's up, guys? Hello. And gals? Yeah, and gals. We, we're not sexist. In case you didn't know, in case that was a question, based on everything you've seen and heard about the podcast, if you were wondering, here's here it is. You heard it, first. You heard it. Wow, jeez. You it's heard late. it. You heard it first here, folks. We are not sexist. <laughs> well, technically, it's early. It's early. 40, 42 minutes into the new day. I guess that's true. It's early morning right now. Welcome. It's late AF. It's early morning. I think I heard the roosters crowing. Keith, Keith's <laughs> displaying his influences from Little Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's up, everybody? Ben, what's going on with you, man? Um, nothing but a lot at the same time. Nothing but a lot. Okay. Yeah, dude. Okay. Anything you want to elaborate on? How's how's life been? Life's been life's been good, the same as it is, but. I can tell the story because it's ridiculous and insane. Do it. Uh, so do it. Tell you story a, for us. I okay, a, I'll stop. I have a friend at work who is uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, of the homosexual persuasion, and they use this app called Grinder, and Grinder is like Tinder. It's like it's like homosexual Tinder. And, okay. Uh, so apparently they just they came up to me and very quietly were like. Ben, are you on Grinder? And I'm like, no. Why do you ask? And apparently, they filled me in that someone's using my picture and name on Grinder to uh, funny. catfish with with my, with my information. <laughs> and my first thought is like, you had so many better choices. You could just Google image abs and you would get way more hits on this thing. You I'm being so real with you. But uh, so, yeah, I I may have made I, I made the mistake of downloading the app and trying to search for myself so I could flirt with myself and try and get a meeting while using my home, my home's location. Yeah, yeah it, we did it here in the studio. And uh and there's a grinder user 640 feet away from my home. Which we did not investigate that. <laughs> we did but... <laughs> not. But we know it. We know it. Now I'm just going to be thinking about it all the time. How does that make you feel, Keith? What do you feel? I don't care. But now I'm but, just thinking about it. Which yeah. one of my neighbors is gay? I'm not against it. I'm totally cool with it. It's fine with me. Now it's just a curiosity. But thing. I'm just wondering which one it is. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I, I made a mistake and downloaded the app to try and locate myself. Bad idea. Just bad <laughs> idea. I, uh, I, I saw a lot more chest hair than I ever want to see <laughs> in my life. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, like if you ever go to Europe or something and you, you, uh, plan on going to a nude beach or something, like you expect to see, like, just like beautiful women everywhere, and you go there, and it's literally just a bunch of naked old guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I- I've never been done in it. Uh... I feel like you've been disappointed in this way before. <laughs> no, 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 I have not. But uh, like I've seen movies and stuff where, like, I don't know, like comedy movies where they've yeah, yeah, gone yeah. to like a nude beach, and that's how it turned out. But 
Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, I don't they know. were comedy movies, guys. Okay, comedy movies. So uh, yeah, so apparently um, someone's out there with my profile. If any of our listeners are on Grinder, uh, try and hit me up and see who I actually <laughs> who's pretending <laughs> to be me catfishing on Grinder. But isn't it? This is someone's trying to set me up, man. Just like. That's they're it. trying to take me down in the most religious way possible. It's they're probably trying, a pastor. No, they're trying to they're trying to eliminate me religiously. Like they're that's it. Just like every other pastor out there <laughs> is like, we discovered that you have a a, a gay grinder account and you're out of the church. Man. <laughs> that's it. Well, too late. I'm already out of the church. But <laughs> for some reason, it just follows the trend of the fall of religious people. Yeah. Well, but uh, that's an you're not gonna story. get me. You're not gonna get me because I've already fallen out of the church. So good luck, people. Mm. I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know why no, I brought that up. That's just the weirdest <laughs> and most interesting thing I guess that happened to me this week. I mean, that's a lot interesting than anything that's happened to me. <laughs> I almost lost my job this week. Oh shoot! Tell me about yeah, that, dude. What? So apparently, a couple weeks ago, I put in like a falsified timesheet somehow. Uh, so what happened is I, I put in a, a sheet, a timesheet on the wrong day and, uh, my boss verified it and then went back and saw that I wasn't actually working that day. So they had supervisors, union reps, everyone in this oh, shoot. room with me. And like, oh, geez. he looked at me after the meeting was like, you were this close to losing your job. Just Oh now. my gosh. Yeah. And it was like. A, a a missed pen stroke like you just yeah what like you just wrote the wrong date in there yeah i put my timesheet on the wrong date i almost lost my job over it wow that's yeah, intense they are uh they, they don't play with that stuff man they don't no because you're playing with money yeah but like did it affect you in a positive way like did you get paid for an extra day well no well i got paid for i'm gonna have to reimburse that but it brings up a topic that i want to talk about for a second okay because when this happened I found myself when I was driving out to the job site and listening to music on my headphones all yeah. day, leaning more towards worship music and praying and asking God to help more. And I feel like that's kind of something that we do whenever like we're going through a struggle or an issue, but kind of like, cause normally that's not a go-to, like I'm not normally listening to worship music and, praying i mean i i do pray and stuff but it's not like a everyday norm for me like on my way to work you know just in my car praying but um i think it is like something that we whenever we're in a situation where we feel like we kind of like need something from god i feel like we're more apt to pray than when we're just like hey what's up god or you know just communicating And that's kind of a bad thing, I think, because even in the place where I'm at, where I'm kind of questioning, uh, like structure and the way things are set up and stuff like that, I definitely still want to be growing closer to God all the time. So, I mean, I feel like that's something that I could probably do better. Something that's wrong with me is I could be more focused on connecting with God on a personal note, not just when I need something from him. So did you, I don't know. Did you take this conversation to a deep emotional, spiritual place because you wanted to avoid a conversation about grinder? 
Oh, you caught me. No, I'm, you just, ca- I'm, just, you caught me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, that's just a little side thing, so... Yeah, no, I... I it's true. I mean, there's... Yeah. There's, there's not a lot I can say about that whole thing, except it is true because when people feel like they've got it, they feel like they've got it. When they have no power to help themselves, they're like, oh, where can I get help that's like beyond myself? Yeah. Oh, that's what God is for. But God is more like... He's more like, than just a provider. So... Y- yeah. Even he, though he, he is that. He is, but like, imagine your parents... You know what I mean? Can you imagine if the only time that they ever got a call from you was, I, hey, mom and dad, I need something. You know what I mean? Like, there's no actual relationship. It's just you only call when you need something. Yeah. No parent wants to get a call and think, oh, what do they need now? You know what I mean? They're like, like, not that a parent would be happy to meet the need. Or everyone's got that one friend that literally will only call you when... They need something or they need to borrow some money or they need to borrow your truck or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's natural to reach out to people that love you whenever you do need help. So that's a natural response. You know, you reach out to people that love you. But can you imagine if the only time you ever talked to the people <laughs> do you think was God ever <laughs> asking for something? You think God ever feels like that one guy that owns a truck? It's like, come on, guys. Like, we're like, hey, we're moving. Uh, we need someone who owns a truck. And he's like, well, guess that's me. But it's it's worse than that. God's like the guy who owns the truck, but we're not even actually friends with him. Yeah. It's just like, when we need a truck, we call this guy. And he's like, when, when, where did I meet you? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, uh, when, when was the last time we talked? Wasn't it like a year ago? Yeah, yeah, I know, but you're just like the only friend I have that has a truck. And you're like, <laughs> well, by the way, my name is God. And what's your name again? <laughs> you know what, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like hardly any acquaintance between a lot of people, including, uh, I mean, on some months, some years, even myself. You know what I mean? Like, my relationship with God is unfortunately relegated to, uh, God, I need your help. Yeah. And much less of like, God, I want your to get like extra spiritual and churchy. God, I want your presence. That's yeah. something that uh, no, and I think that's a I don't think that don't ask for the presence very often unless they're at church on Sunday, where yeah. it's like normal. And I don't think that's too churchy to go there because, I mean, I do in a not in like a. I, I, there's no other. Way. I do want God's presence. Oh yeah, and that is sure. something that I want. I mean, for sure, that's just so like church language is. Yeah, I also think it's kind of weird how whenever we do get in those moments where we need something, we always like try to make promises to God. Like, Dude, God, if you like the other day, I'm like, God, if I if you let me keep my job, I I'll start going to church again. I'll <laughs> I'll stop cussing. I will throw all the beer away in my fridge. I'll. Why? Why do you? Why did you? Go, why did you go for all of those things, which are things that you think are completely awesome? Yeah, you know, you're like, oh man, it like somehow in this moment of stress, I think that like all the things that I think you're totally okay with on a normal basis, 
now that my life sucks, I think you're not okay with them. So I'm changing all my convictions right now, and I'll get rid of all those things. Because the Christians might be right. No. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you talking about us? Because we're Christians. <laughs> Who are they? Like we're a separate camp. Church might be right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's funny. You heard it here first, folks. The church might be right. <laughs> anyways no, man but I've, I've made those promises too like whenever i was uh i made a video about it on facebook uh and it was a really awesome experience that i had like when my daughter was being born whenever zoe was yeah. being born uh she was not scheduled to be born yet but we went into the hospital and apparently zoe was doing really bad inside of joanna's stomach like out of on a scale of like that she could get a possible health score of eight and she scored a two Ooh. And like they were like, we need to do an emergency C-section. We're not even sure if, like this baby might need to be resuscitated. Like, and in that moment, I feel like this daughter that I already love so much could be taken away from me and there's nothing I can do about it. And so I was in the hallway pacing, waiting for this surgery to happen. And I'm like, God, I'm sorry that I haven't been the man that I want to be for you. I will be. I will do whatever you want me to do. Like, I will drop my entire life. I'll quit my job. I'll move. I'll go wherever you call me, but please save my daughter. And I've really heard God, like, have you ever heard, like, God speak to you in a way that you don't hear the audible voice of God, but you can, like, almost remember the exact words yeah. that you heard? Yeah, I've had that. Um, And he said back, basically, like, why do you think I'm so concerned with what you haven't done for me? I'm really concerned about you and how I can help right now. You know what I mean? And like, basically God was saying like, why do you feel like you have to make yourself more worthy for me to listen? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, never, it's, been, like it's we... never been an issue of, are you worthy enough for God to listen to your prayer? Yeah. But for some reason, people are like, if I just get really holy, really fast right now in this moment, God's going to respond. I can just tell because. Yeah. It's like we try to plead with God. Like, Somehow we have something to bring to the table. Exactly. Something so, like somehow we have something to offer God that he doesn't already have the ability to obtain. Yeah. You know, or that he even needs it because he doesn't. That's not even what he wants, needs or wants. He, yeah. he doesn't want that from us. He doesn't. He's not putting life threatening situations in our lives so we can be like, all right, God, you can have everything I yeah. have. I'll do whatever. He's not. He's not causing that. He's not. And that could get into a different topic where we're talking about Calvinism versus Arminianism, but no one, no one bargains with the truth. The truth just is the truth. Yeah. In the same way, no one should bargain with the love of God because it just is the love of God. The truth is that God loves me and God loves you and making bargains with that fact is like making bargains with the truth. It doesn't change the truth. You might change like someone else's perspective that's outside of it but the truth is the truth and you can't change it by offering it something yeah i mean and how how good would god's love be if you had to bring something to the table to obtain it that wouldn't yeah. be a very good love yeah. if you ask me it, again it's like yeah you don't bargain like, for the love of your parent god's <laughs> not going to answer like okay ben you can have your child if you start going back to church again or can you imagine if he was like I'll remember this, buddy. And then he grants him my request. You know, he was like, <laughs> "One day I'm gonna cash that in, Ben. Yeah, you like, better be ready." I'll, I'll remember you said that, Ben. Otherwise, I can I can revoke. No, yeah. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's horrible. 
like freaking Hades, like in yeah. Disney's Hercules, writing contracts and like, oh, oh, but you seem to have signed here on the dotted line. You know, yeah. like God is not like Hades from Disney's Hercules. No. God's the good to make guy. A promise that he can cash in later for his own benefits. Yeah. He just loves you. You don't bar- you don't mm. bargain with that. Sermon over. Bam. Boom. That's it. So I didn't know we were going to get so preachy on this one. Yeah, man. I know, man. We I did. Yep. So now to get into the apostasy of it. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about... Because <laughs> you know why we're here, guys, to... Let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about Grinder again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I don't know if you had anything you wanted to go into, um, but I've got a couple. Yeah, if you got a couple, let's let's ride on your couple, because I've got... I've I've got some things that are kind of cooking up here, okay. but we can do that next episode after I actually have the experience. I've got some things coming down the pipe, and once I go through them, I'd love to talk about them on the podcast. Okay, so uh, I don't know. Some I was driving home from work this week, uh, one day, and I was praying, and I what I wouldn't say that that I was like, I, I guess I was like, I was mad at God. I'm kind of frustrated at God right now. Like thinking about the way the Bible is kind of laid out to believe certain things or, uh, I, I was just questioning God. Like there was, there was a few things that, that just, I was just frustrated trying to trying to talk to God and trying to figure things out. Well, it's not so, like the Bible gives you permission to be frustrated or anything <laughs> like that. There's never been any because there weren't any great men of God that yeah. ever got frustrated. There, if you read the Bible, you'll never find any great man of God being frustrated with God. That's just not a characteristic. No, never. Of, by the way, everyone, that's sarcasm. Uh, just about <laughs> every great man of God has always, at some point, gotten frustrated with God. Yeah, maybe Apostle Paul. He was pretty dope. He didn't really. He did kill people for believing in Jesus, though. That's that's, so that's that kind of weighs it out, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that I was really trying to, one of the things I have three points here, and I guess we can just talk about each one of them. Yeah. Um. So I was just frustrated and talking to God, and I was talking to God about this idea of why is it so hard to follow you? Like, why? <clears throat> why create a way that people have to follow? And I'm not doing any of this. I'm not putting God on the spot because I want to premise all of this by saying I don't think we're going to find the answers to any question that yeah. is meant for God on this podcast. This is just me processing, talking with you, interacting sure. with the listeners about what's going on in my life because I feel like that's what this podcast is about. Like, going through our struggles and our questions, uh, even if they're frustrating thoughts, even toward God, like let's figure that stuff out because I don't want to hold anything back because it's not PC of what church culture would. Okay. So we want to be contrite, even if we're broken. Mm, That sounds kind of biblical, you know? Yeah, dude. Just a little bit. It's definitely not in Psalm 51. I know that's for sure. (laughs) Man, our sarcasm level is like <laughs> on point today. <laughs> so my question is, like, why is it so hard to follow God? Like, 
he creates this religion, this way of living life that completely contradicts everything around us. Like, it would be way easier to get by in life and not even just getting money or anything like that, but just being happy and living a peaceful life. It would be way easier not following God. So, and I understand, like, because I know the Bible, I know all the scriptural, not all of them, but I know the majority of, like, the scriptural basis you would go to, like, we're not called to live an easy life, this and that, but I don't know, like, why does, why does Christianity have to be so hard? I guess it's kind of my question. Yeah. All right. Are you wanting me to respond with, like, an answer to that, or? Sure. Um, I'm just wanting to dialogue with it. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the Bible says... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this episode's over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, many great people have said it in many different ways, I think, but the greatest things in life are not the things that come naturally and by a way of ease, but usually yeah. by a way of difficulty. Um, I mean, not to say that you have to struggle to get good things, but genuinely the things that mean something or the things that change the world are not the things that were easy. You know what I mean? I mean, if you look back at history and the great things that have happened, they've come at great prices. Um, and not just that, I mean, that's kind of how everything works. If something's really valuable, it usually costs you. Um, and not to get super duper overly spiritual, I, I but this is like my real opinion. This is my completely honest, authentic, genuine opinion on it. Is the the verse that comes to mind? And I'm not I'm not reading this because I think that this is the answer to the question, but I think it points towards the answer to the question. Um, okay, it's a verse that says, "The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field." In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. And I don't know about you, but it really makes it seem like, and this is, this is not, I'm not David Platt and I'm not going to a weird radical place, but it could very well to, to receive the greatest gift, which is a relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, eternal life, life and life abundantly, the sole purpose for me being here could literally cost me everything. Yeah, and I guess this is the, I had three questions, but yeah, this one is probably like the easiest to answer sure. because, I mean, I even know the answer to it. Like, I'm yeah. not dumb. I know what the Bible says, but... It is, it is frustrating. I'm not, don't get me wrong. It is. I, I agree with your frustration. Yeah, I and I agree with your point. Like, Jesus never made it never made it sound easy to be a christian and if you look at the first church and the the apostles and the saints and everyone who has come before us that laid the foundation of a christian society it wasn't easy for them either i, I mean, mean just a good society isn't I easy mean, i mean the bible literally says that the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets so yeah. they put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Literally. Yeah. All of them were killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, I mean, 
I agree, but I mean, you got to admit it's it's still frustrating. One hundred percent. I I get it. I I guess it just somehow makes it palatable. Yeah. To know that, like, for example, uh, something that anyone can relate to is that, like, in a love relationship, a romantic relationship, the things that are easy for your spouse to do for you, they mean something and it's good. But when you see your spouse really like pour out their life and almost sacrifice, like, I mean, really lay down their life to serve you, you know what I mean? Is that love is deep. That love is worth dying for. And that love lasts a lifetime. And so sacrifice comes with value when it comes to love or anything else, really. So yeah, that does. Like I said, that 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 makes it palatable. But I I get where you're coming from. That if like God, if this is what I needed to get to to get eternal life, and you want that for me, why wouldn't you just make it easy for me? Why do you have to make it so hard? But yeah. the difficulty gives it its value. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. I agree with all of that. So yeah. So another thing that I was really struggling with, and the the last two are kind of. I feel like are going to be more discussion based. I feel like, yeah, because they're not. The, I mean, that was kind of like a black and white question. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. of course it's going to life. It's, is not, it's be, a gray frustration, though. I understand where you're coming. Yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one, but it's it's a defined frustration. So my second one, which uh, I guess all of these you could you could look at the Bible and say defined, but yeah, I I think I think where I'm coming at with these questions is mm-hmm. not. What does the Bible say about this? Sure, because sure. My, my reasoning behind these is I really want to understand. I want to, why do you believe what you do and about these things? Like to God, not to people. Like, yeah. why, like God, why is your morality set this way? Why is your thinking this way? I want to know you, yeah, yeah, not exactly. just what this book says about you. Sure. And I don't, I don't want to just follow it as, this isn't just, I don't want to just follow it as like a guidebook of what I have to do to get to heaven and yeah. what I have to call sin and what I have to do to get there. Yeah. I, I want to know you what is your thinking on this? And, and I hold the opinion that I don't know, maybe people could have gotten, maybe something could have been cultural. Maybe it could have been for a certain time period. Maybe something possibly could have got mixed up in the Bible. I I don't know. I believe it is the word of God, but at the same time, there were a lot of things that definitely were cultural, and there are a lot of things that a lot of pastors interpret different ways. Yeah. So what's with that? So my my no, second... You're, you're right. In my, I'd say all that to uh, preface my second question, which is... Uh, why are we all born in sin? Why are we all damned from the start? Like what, like why I was talking to God and I'm like, why did you do that? Why, (laughs) why it's like you knew that I was going to live this life, that it was going to be tough. And at the end of the road, I could possibly be burning in hell for eternity. If that's what you believe in, if you believe in an instant death, if you believe in whatever it is, it's not with God at the end of the road. There's so, a possibility for that. There's a possibility for all these different scenarios. There's three or four different scenarios for what is from the Bible, like what is after death. 
other than God. But my question is not that. My question is why put why subject billions and billions of people and trillions of people into this system that 90% of them are going to be separated from you at the end of all of this like and i know the answer from genesis well it was adam and eve's fault okay <laughs> so it was two people's fault that freaking trillions of people have to die and be separated from god and he's okay with that i mean that doesn't make a lot of sense when you say it like that from the perspective of so i'm so me and my neighbor have the potential to burn in hell because of a couple people's mistakes yeah that that doesn't really seem fair god and i would agree with that logic i don't think that i don't think you can trace it back to adam and eve and say it's because of what they did that i'm screwed okay so blame it on the devil so now it's the devil's fault (laughs) that trillions of people are going to hell but that's an okay one to just throw it on i don't think that's an okay one to throw it on i mean You've got to you've got to get honest with yourself and if you believe that God is sovereign feel me like if you're going to get really using a big christianese word sovereign means okay. we're going to lose all of our edgy listeners on this episode no but it is okay no look we're bringing we're we're pushing the boundaries of culture yep. where we're going to get the word sovereign flowing around in the in sovereign. the edgy edgy culture well, basically what it means is I don't want to say sovereign to sound smart. I just it's it's what I was raised with. Like basically, a king God is, would be in control of a country. He is sovereign. So Yeah. But the president except, well, except in, in the case of so. if you believe that God is like sovereign, it doesn't mean he's like sovereign over a certain thing. He's sovereign over everything. Like Exactly. Like in control of it all. But just a definition of what sovereign means. Yes. So, so now that we really broke that down uh <laughs> <laughs> let's discuss this yeah so <laughs> now that we've anyone if you're listening to this podcast you could probably go to your like your local seminary and get a couple credits for listening to this right now <laughs> definitely not they'll take your credits away if you're listening to this podcast um so i was going somewhere with this before we started doing college stuff uh okay so if you believe that he's sovereign and somehow sin entered the world was it not in his control to stop that? Could he have just stopped it? Yeah, the answer, I mean, that, if you believe he's sovereign, the answer is yes. That there's yes, another catch twenty two. So, so God is in control of everything. He's sovereign over everything, but he let sin enter the world and he let the devil usurp the first people, therefore putting the curse on all of mankind. Mm-hmm. So even if you look at it from that aspect, really it comes down to if you if you look at it in that aspect, it comes down to it was God's fault. Which I'm I'm a Christian. I'm not blaming anything. I'm not trying to be a heretic. I love God, but this is me trying to figure everything out. Yeah. And you, on this podcast, I'm just going to speak blunt about what I'm thinking. So yeah. speak blunt. So so I mean hashtag four twenty. I'm just kidding. kidding. We're not that edgy yet. (laughs) Just kidding, everybody. No way. No way. So, I mean, that's just my question, you know? Like, like why? (laughs) What stupid joke? (laughs) What was it? Uh, 
a my epic song. Yeah. He said one of the lines he said um why is it good news that we're all born damned right from the start? Mm. Cuz that's what the gospel means. It means good news. So why is it good news that yeah. I am born damned? It's like cuz you you have to ask yourself the question. If you were going to have a child, right? Yes. You knew that that child was going to suffer their whole life. It, like it's a little bit different of a scenario because it's you can't put an earthly suffering on it because earthly suffering is worth it. But you knew it was going to be like this kid was going to be tortured. There's no end to their suffering and like, would you still allow that child to exist? Would you still allow that? Would you make that creation if you had the choice to do it or not to? So let me let me make sure I understand the question. Yes, we're talk about we're talking about an isolated situation where I get to have one child. Just think about it like from a God perspective, though, not just okay. That your, makes it different. Yeah. That makes it totally different. Because if it's isolated and it's just me and I get to have one child and I know it's going to burn in hell forever, uh, and I know that, guaranteed, that that is the answer, I'm not going to have that child. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which I, just to clarify uh, on here, maybe this is something we could go more in. I know we went into it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the, um, when we first started the podcast, but... Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I believe in eternal torment hell. Yeah. I don't know what to correlate with that, but I know I don't, I don't believe that if God is just that he would allow trillions of people to burn for eternity inside a lake of fire simply because even if they were good people, they chose not to follow God. I don't think that any just ruler would do that. And the thing is, if that does that make me better than God? If, does that make me more just than God? If I look at something God would do and say, that doesn't seem just, that doesn't seem fair. Does that make me more fair than God? Uh, That's just another if, question. If you want to be 100% real, is that I guess if you believe that God is who he said he is, or at least even the general concept of who he said he was in scripture. Like, forget all the cultural stuff. Like, the easily discernible fact that God is above and over all things and the source of all things. Yes. If all things have come from God, then I don't think that we should assume that we know best. So we just chalk it up to we don't know. People are going to burn in hell for eternity, but God knows better than I do, so it's okay. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, no, I hear what you're saying. And yeah. I, I'm not even saying that you're defending it or against it. I'm, you're objective in your I'm reasoning. De- yeah, defining my stance is that, but I'm defining my stance and sure. saying that that's a BS answer for me to just take as a hundred percent true. Oh, well, cause that's what people used to say before sure. we figured out the earth was round when it was just flat. I was like, oh, well, we don't know. Uh, God made it. Oh, it's round now. Cool. Or like, I just, whatever it is, like whether it's a, uh, 
physical thing or spiritual thing or whatever it is, yeah. like I don't I'm not going to I don't I'm not comfortable and I'm not okay with just chalking up all the unknowns with well, God's mind is bigger than mine and I know it is, but I'm not okay with I I can't I I cannot accept the answer millions and billions and trillions of people are going to burn forever sure for eternity in eternal conscious torment forever flesh being burned off their body in a lake of lava yeah and that's okay because god's ways are bigger than mine well i mean to to answer my response was to your original question does that make me more fair or right than god so okay, the an- okay. easy answer to that question is no because I'm totally okay, and I think you're okay, humble enough to say that you're not more fair than God. But as a consequence, you, in your, from where you're standing, because I'm not more fair than God, I don't think that God would make you an eternal hell. Okay. So yeah, that's that's actually a pretty accurate statement. I I because how would God? Yeah. How would God do something that we can clearly? look at and say that's not right yeah how would god do something like that or people who believe that god uh made the holocaust happen or god made all the world wars happen that he physically spiritually knew those things were going to happen and made them happen not even sat back and allowed humanity to destroy itself but had a hand in letting making those things happen. There are people who believe that. I mean, when you go into a super Calvinist you're mindset, from the Westboro Baptist Church, that's how you think. You <laughs> yeah. tsunamis are because of gay people, and you're exactly. freaking nuts, is what you are. <laughs> so, so just back to my original point about because that was kind of a rant, but back to my original yeah, yeah. point. We, like, how is it? How is it fair mm-hmm. that we are all? And maybe it's just not fair, and maybe it's just God's ways, but how is it fair that we are all just born damned in this world? That we are, I mean, because everyone's yeah. heard it, we're born in sin, we're born separated from God. Yeah. Why the hell would he make me then? Why, like, what is the point? <laughs> if If he knows that there is a possibility that I'm going to be born, that I'm going to live my life and not choose him. Yeah. What is the point? You, in one aspect, you could look at it, and I'm not saying, like, sure. I, I, and I want to say this again, I'm not saying any of this to put God in the judgment seat because I'm not in God. that place and I'm not trying to find an answer on this podcast. I'm voicing my frustrations to Ben and anyone else who's listening. And if you don't agree, okay, because I'm not even saying this is what I fully agree with. I'm trying to find an answer to these yeah. questions. But how is it okay? For, for a righteous, holy, just, and loving, and I want to pinpoint that, loving and caring God, to create someone, a creation, that he knows some way or another that they are going to die and be separated from him for eternity and whatever destruction that looks like. It yeah. just doesn't, I, and I'm not trying. I'm not asking you to answer it, Ben. I'm just saying it doesn't seem fair to me. Sure. I mean, you're asking the question because you'd like an answer. 
but you don't require one is what you're saying. Right? No, I don't you require don't one right now. Me. You don't need me to answer that question, but I, or I just I'm just asking your input. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can give what you think, what your yeah, yeah, answer I, to it is, and I'm okay <clears> with that. I'm not going to tell you that I have the perfect answer because I definitely don't. That's like... The whole point Only of, God this, knows. of this podcast is being humble enough to say <laughs> and joking. admit that you're still on a journey, whether you're prodigal or pilgrim, is being yeah. humble enough to say that you're still on a journey. So still on a journey here. I don't know if this is right, but this is what I've got in my brain. <clears throat> really quick, my, uh, two cents on the whole eternal th- hell thing is that <clears throat> whether it is annihilation after I die just God destroys me and I there's no suffering after that or I'm in eternal hell but how will those sinners pay for their sin by God unloading the shotgun of his burning searing wrath on them all at once I, I don't know but the 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 point of it for me is that no matter what happens after I die I there is no way on any earth any day of the week that I would be okay with the timer going off and me being in the red when it comes to my relationship with God after everything he's done for me, I cannot let that happen after. And even just, that's not the question. Even, even just to think that like the God that I know, the, the, like that powerful guy, like the, he breathed stars into existence if that guy is in any way frustrated with me when I pass from life to death, I'm afraid of it. It doesn't have to be eternal torment. It could be destruction. I am just, that is not an option for me to, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's enough. Yeah. I mean, I I hear you on that. It doesn't, to me, it's like, if it's eternal, it's eternal. If it's not, it's not, there's just, there's no way in, (laughs) there's no way in hell that I I can let that happen. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's just... Yeah, yeah, and my thing is, I'm right there with you, but, like, where I'm at is I'm trying to move past... Sure, sure, sure. Move, take a step past where that foot has been planted Yeah. and go to the next one. Okay, Figure gotcha. that out. So, yeah, so, no. So, but as far as... I like, completely agree with you. Whatever, whatever comes after death, I want to be on the good side of it. Absolutely. And, and that is I as close afford, to God as I can get. I cannot afford for it to be anything other than yeah. But I also don't want it to be fear driven. I don't want to I don't want to follow God just because I'm scared of hell in whatever form that looks like. Or because I, I'm scared of being separated from love and peace for the rest of eternity. Yeah. So. I feel you. I I I feel like in in some ways, just to move on from the topic, in some ways I am kind of afraid of all those negative things that could happen, but uh, it's, I guess it's not the sole motivating factor, but we're all born damned. How is that? Okay. Like WTF God, what do you, why, why would you do that? Uh, the way that I've looked at it and this is, this is really going to sound like some mental acrobatics to try and reason out what's going on. But I mean, no one said you're going to be able to sit on your butt and have a really easy mental solution to this whole God thing. So if you, you're mad at someone for doing acrobatics, it's just someone who's trying really hard to understand something that you don't care a whole lot to understand. So Mm -hmm. I can get behind that. Um, I, the way that I see it is that I think that this is what happened. I'm going to describe a scene and it's not going to be intellectual, but, God in the beginning of the earth is imagining the human race 
and he imagines because it doesn't exist yet except god is love but he wants to see love in he wants to see it displayed he wants to have a relationship with someone so he has a choice to create humanity um as it is in several different ways he can create a perfect race that will never have the potential to deny him and will always worship him and therefore we would be no different than the stars or the mountains or the rivers because all of those things, just their existence, if God created them, they all declare the Grand Canyon, the whatever else, the stars, the doesn't matter what it is. Anything, if God created it all, it all declares his glory and worships him anyway. So we serve no purpose because the rivers have no choice but to worship him. The stars have no choice but to worship him. But the difference in us is that he gave us free will, which he gave to no other thing ever in existence. And with the gift of free will, we have the possibility to reject God and suffer the consequences for rejecting God. But with that, we also are the first thing that's ever been able to worship him in a way that's by choice, that isn't just automatically bent to his will like some kind of robot. So it like having a real relationship requires the ability for someone to say no to you. If rejection doesn't exist, then relationship doesn't exist. Yeah, but at the same time, most relationships don't end with uh, utter destruction being the other option. Well, uh, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> I hear you. You could just reject God and then it'd be okay. Yeah, I mean, most I could have chose not to marry Amanda, but that doesn't mean I would have died because of it. Yeah. I, I could you. you could choose not to have kids. You can choose to abandon your parents and not communicate with them. There's not going to be death as a consequence for it. Sure, sure. Okay. That's that's the only thing that kind of sets me off like that cuz still with that thinking, which yeah. I know that's the that's the Christian mindset, that's the Christian thinking, but still with that it doesn't really leave an option. It's like, choose me or flames. <laughs> no, but choose I me mean, or flames. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to when you really yeah. think about it. Choose yeah. me. You know, you have this option of this loving, amazing relationship. You can choose to follow me and you have the free will choice to love me no matter what and I will love you no matter what and that's amazing I love that and that's a side I definitely want to land on and that's a yeah, yeah. that's where I always want to be is right there with God but the other choice is hell there's not there's not choose me or live your life and just you're done it's the popular christian belief is choose me or lake of fire yeah yeah. And that just doesn't seem fair. And because it sounds fair when you're saying it like, you know, God just wanted this thing to love, but the thing is if the thing doesn't love him back, it gets destruction. So yeah. it's not like if the thing doesn't love him back, oh, okay, go on your way. Sorry, you didn't love me. It's not like that. It's like if the thing doesn't love him back, Oh, well, you're damned for eternity. <laughs> or utterly destroyed. Or utterly destroyed or whatever Yeah, whatever hell is. 
Yeah, no. Separation I, from God. Yeah, you go to purgatory <laughs> or <laughs> whatever else. There. Yeah. You go to so, Dante's Inferno, the video game. So, and I'm not trying no. to refute your thinking. I'm just no, putting no, my. No, I mean, I'm just putting my input. You're just asking a deeper question it. than I answered, which is totally, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah, I took your answer. We you're took, like, great, we, got we that. We put our foot in the sand. Deeper. You took another step, and then I took another step even further. Yeah, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, okay, well, so why does the other step? We have the free will choice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. But why is the other choice eternal damnation? Why can't mm-hmm. it be? All right. Well, sorry you didn't choose me. Uh, you're going to just be turned into atoms that are going to go elsewhere and your soul will cease to exist. Why is it got to be your soul is eternal, undying, therefore will burn in eternity forever? Bad choices, man. Bad choices. <laughs> I almost threw my microphone. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. I'm not real. I'm not frustrated no, right now. No. I'm just. But I mean, it's okay to be. That was just more dramatic effect with, with the fact that you. It's okay to be frustrated with the fact that you don't have an answer for something. And yeah, so I that's. Can't, I can't tell you that I do have an answer for why is it that if you don't choose God, there's no all other alternative. I mean. You can look Why at it couldn't and, he make another alternative? Why, Keith, if I loved my wife and I had a choice to make another dude for her to choose, would I ever do that? But that's still a flawed example, though, because it's not like your wife chooses you or she burns for eternity. Yeah, I mean... Because I, the the negative effects aren't the same. It's like I was saying with my like I could choose I could have chosen not to marry Amanda. She could have chosen another guy. That sucks, but that's it's life. That's what would have happened. It's but the choice the choice for God or for not God is and I know this still doesn't answer your question, but the choice for God or not God is is a lot less like the choice between uh, my wife choosing me and some other guy, it's a lot more like the choice between choosing oxygen or choosing not oxygen. It just like... Except the oxygen made you, and if you don't choose it, you die. I mean, yeah. Pretty much. So it's, it's not... It's, so it's not It's not a choice. It's a necessity. Yeah, I mean, so So God created us... So I don't with choose, a necessity for him. You don't choose to follow God. You need to follow God, otherwise you will be destroyed. You need to follow God, but he still gave you a choice to choose destruction or life. But no one in their logical mind would make that choice. I know. So, so I, here I we are. Like everyone should just get saved. Duh. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> I agree. I think God is awesome. He's amazing, and He has made my life a million times better. But I'm not going to lie and say I don't struggle with these thoughts either. No, yeah, I have. It, I have my totally, doubts about. It's fair. Everything. So it's fair. So that was my second frustration, and I was just talking to God about that. Um, and then and, he just talked to you and me about it too. So we're like. We must keep, yeah. we're really close to Keith, you guys. I'm really enjoying this conversation though. I really I don't know, I really feel and not to be like weird, but I really feel like I really am 
getting closer to God through talking about these things, even if it's just you just sitting here talking. Yeah. Like I, welcome, even if I don't welcome to our journey, guys. Even if I don't really feel I'm getting an intellectual understanding, I feel like spiritually, like God is drawing closer to me through all of this. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Have you ever? Keith, have you ever had a heated conversation with Amanda that made your relationship feel closer? Like after yeah. it was over? I feel like that's what honest Christianity looks like. Is like yeah. when you're like David and you go out in the field and you like punch the wall of the castle and you're like, what's your freaking problem? You know yeah. what I mean? And you're like really frustrated with God, but like that's vulnerability, contriteness, and, that and should intimacy. Be, that's and, authenticity. That that yeah. should be what our Christian walk that's looks hibiscus. like. That's hibiscus right there. <laughs> that should be what our walk looks like. When we have frustrations with God, we take them to God. We don't hide them and act like they're not there because that's what destroys people's faith. Yeah, so absolutely. my third and final thing that I want to talk about, and I know it's a this is another touchy subject. This is just a... Oh, I'm ready to touch it yeah <laughs> no you're not <laughs> this is an interesting uh topic to uh it's just been an interesting uh conversation because I, we've hit a lot of different viewpoints from uh pro-god to anti-god back to pro-god to anti-god so we've we're just in this big debate yeah so i want to talk about homosexuality because i was really just praying about this and talking to God and like, okay, I know what interpretations of the Bible have said. And I know that there are scriptures from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation that specifically say homosexuality is a sin and have been interpreted that way. Yeah. And, but my thinking is like, why, why is it a sin? Yeah. And I, I don't want to I don't want just the cliche Christian answer of well God isn't okay with it. I think even the cliche answer is a little bit better than that. <laughs> well, what is the cliche Christian answer for it? I think the cliche Christian answer It goes against the why man and woman were created and it it just it goes against the biological setup of uh reproduction like when you have a cord that's male and a receptacle that's female they work together in harmony to make a connection whereas when you have a male and a female they can work together to make a new life whereas that's impossible to do with the other side of things that is i'm not that's not a complete or even really a good solid answer but that's the that is the classic christian answer that i've always heard yeah i mean i i've heard that one and i know what you're talking about but the thing is i don't in my own mind i don't see anything wrong with a man and another man deciding to be with each other i don't think that should be something that eliminates someone from the kingdom of god for instance i'll say this yes there there is a couple at uh my wife's uh what is it uh not uh, preschool uh head start and they they have a little girl that goes there they are a gay couple the nicest guys you'll ever meet they work good jobs they have adopted four children 
that otherwise would be in the foster care because they had straight parents that had them that didn't want to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So they have adopted these children. They've given them a good life. They're monogamous to each other. They love each other. They're married. What is wrong with that? What is so like, so these guys live a good life. They take care of their kids that they've adopted because no one else people couldn't take care of them or didn't want them. And they are dedicated to each other. They're not running around in debauchery and just because they're gay, they're not going around sleeping with every guy they see. That's not how homosexuality works. <clears throat> that's how grinder works though. <laughs> it is like grinder works. <laughs> that's also how Tinder works. That is, yeah. That's just the straight version of Exactly. So anyways. Sorry, so yeah. Sorry, all that to, to be said back to serious conversation. All that to be said. I can't chalk up that these people are destined for hell. These monogamous people who they love each other, they're raising kids together, and obviously there's bad people on every side of the spectrum. Sure. Whether they're gay or straight or whatever, there's a whole community yeah, for yeah. bad air quotes has nothing to do with that. Yeah. So I don't know, like I don't see I personally, from my personal standpoint, I'm not even tying my theology to it. From my own personal standpoint, looking at it, I don't understand why these people are wrong. Yeah. I understand the Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. I understand that I understand what the Bible says about it. What the Bible what people have interpreted the scriptures to say about being gay sure but i want to know and this is not even a question for you because you can't answer this question i want to oh, know yeah, from god oh yeah why is being gay wrong if people can live okay. a perfectly normal lifestyle yep be married to a same sex love that person just as much as me and Amanda love each other. You and Joanna love each other. Yeah. And be dedicated to that person for the rest of their lives. Raise children together. All that stuff. Why is that person wrong? I don't get it. Sure. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I'm not asking you to give an answer, but like your opinion or whatever. So, if yeah. you want to. Um... No, I mean, I got some weird counter questions and okay, what's up? <sighs> like if if being gay is totally legit and good and cool, why would God give only give uh male anatomy to males and female anatomy to females? If he, I'm not, if, yeah, he yeah, yeah. If, if he didn't want if he didn't want those two to work together, you know what I mean? Why did he set it up biologically that way? Yeah, well, the thing is you have to look past biologically. I mean, you're talking well, about spiritual implications to a biological standard. Uh, uh, what? Mm, I guess unless I guess, I'm interpreting that question wrong. No, my question is that why like God designed it, right? Yes. Okay, so if he designed male and female separately why didn't he just make um like 
Well, I why, mean, why is there two separate pieces that work together yeah, in and harmony I, <clears throat> if it's if it's not supposed to be that way? And I you see where I mean? you're going with that, and it makes I, sense. I, I'm not saying that, that that doesn't answer the question. That's just another yeah. question I had. Yeah, and my answer to that question, not that you were defending or opposing anything. You're yeah. just throwing out other questions because I know you. You're not against anybody. You're not yeah, throwing absolutely. anyone under the bus. No way. Heck no. So my uh, my thing to that is it throws morality completely out of the question because you are you're taking a scientific biological approach to why someone is going to hell and that throws morality out of the question that that takes god's love out of the question that brings it down to you are these are male and female parts if they don't go together they're damned for eternity that doesn't make sense either Maybe. That, that's taking morality out of the question. That's sure. That's chalking it up to a scientific flaw, if you called it that, and saying because there's a flaw in your biology, that's just as bad as what, as what, what, Aryan, as Aryan freaking trying to make white supremacy all over the world. What, okay, I didn't follow that at all. Maybe I didn't make my question clear. So, like, okay. do you think that biology has anything to do with who we should choose? In a sense, yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's where I'm I coming. think you could. That's where, that's where I'm, I'm... I mean, I'm God... I'm not trying to say that, like... I'm not trying to associate homosexuals with some crazy pervert, because these homosexuals are not crazy perverts. They're people that love other people, and it just, for some yeah. reason, didn't happen to be someone of the opposite sex. I yeah. in no way was I trying to do what most churches would do and correlate being okay. homosexual to some dirty, perverted thing, which I don't think it is at all. It's, but I also relegate to that. I don't have an answer for the question of does that biology have anything to do with God's design? Okay. You know, so you know, that's really my, yeah. Yeah. So let me pose this question then. Okay. When I lived in West Virginia, I, my foster mom at the time, yes, she, she had a son and he was the straightest guy you'd ever seen. Girl chaser. He was a player. Yeah. Gets into a car wreck with his dad. Somehow hit his brain in the right way. Yeah. That it reorganized his brain to be attracted to males at that point. Okay. From that point, he went full on drag. He was in the scene he was full on into dudes yeah now i that's not something i can just chalk up as a sin that's not something i can just chop up as well he made that choice and the thing is with the thing is with with people who want to be gay it's not that it's not even that they want to be it's It's that that they are it's that who they are yeah now some people make that choice and some people fool around and some people trying to figure things out. But when you have kids who grow up with anxiety issues their entire lives, kids who kill themselves because of the feelings that they're having towards the same sex and they're being told that they're going to hell because of it. How, how can you like, how can you say that? Like, it just, it blows my mind to, because I used to be in that camp where I was like, it's a choice. It's just like any other sin. God doesn't like thieves or liars, so he doesn't like that sin either. But I cannot chalk it up to that anymore because 
No one struggles with sin in the clo- with lying in the closet. Yeah. No one's like, oh man, I'm just such a liar. Ah, so I can't help it. I don't want to be a liar, but I'm so into lying and I can't, you, you know, yeah. like you, no one, that's, that's be, I mean, or being a thief or blah, 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 whatever you want, whatever sin you want to put in there yeah. that people make the choice to do. I think when I look at, when I look at someone being gay, it's a different thing because it's not a choice that they made 90% of the time. It's how things are reacting and counter reacting inside their very brain, inside their body that's causing them to be attracted to who they are so how can i say that because of someone's biology whether we want to define whether it's right or wrong i don't think uh, if you're looking at it from a scientific standpoint and reproduction you could call it wrong but we're not scientific standards we're human beings so i i i 100 agree with that yeah is that there are there are a lot of arguments where we will boil it down to science, and so, where where some people will boil it down to science if science benefits their side of the argument. Yeah, you know what I mean. But if if the, if it's evolution or if it's anything from Darwin, no man. Yeah, no. But I mean, like, he he did a lifetime of studying on things, but nope, heretic. He knows nothing. He's an evolutionist. Yeah, none of his studies are valid. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> like, they'll they'll we want to boil. We want to boil it down to science when science benefits us in our argument. And that's not just Christians. That's on both sides. That's like atheism, uh, Muslim, any religion, anybody, any person who wants to win an argument uses what helps them at the time. And we can't do that. We have to be honest with ourselves and just open and use science the whole time or none of the time. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Um, we're good. Uh... I guess, I mean, I don't, we, we've kind of gotten away from our original is that why is it wrong to be homosexual? Why is it, why is that a sin? Well, see, the thing is, like I said, like we can discuss all this stuff and you can try and answer it if you want, but I'm not really looking for an answer sure, on this sure, podcast sure. because no one can really give me the answer that God can. I don't want to. I 100% believe that. Because I don't want to hear, I know all the scriptures. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Genesis, I, I mean, Leviticus, all... Ephesians, Philippians, Revelation. I un- I know where all the scriptures are at yeah. that say that homosexuality is a sin. But even in that, I've looked up interpretations in of the New Testament word used for homosexuality is actually uh, a, count, a, a word that actually means more on the lines of debauchery rather than homosexuality, sleeping around with multiple partners and not necessarily a monogamous relationship. So if you do study, mm-hmm. usually the Bible's a lot more in depth and less surface level. And sure. that's another one of those things. The surface level statements will work if it supports your assumption or your view. But on some things we might need to dig a little deeper because that doesn't really support my view. So I need to change it. I, what, well, I mean, what I want to say is that, I I just I'd rather state my stance so that everyone knows where I'm coming from because if you don't know what I think you probably you could just write me off and not value my opinion because I don't want to be that guy who's like uh so Ben doesn't like homosexuals uh, it's exactly not how I feel at all um I 
don't think that homosexuality should be treated different than any other sin. You know what I mean? Like there are things that you do, Keith, on a daily basis that you do not realize that you do that God is not okay with. There's things that I do on a daily basis that I don't realize that I do that God's not okay with. And that's just the part of Christian life and development. I can still call myself a Christian and be in development and not perfect. And so I think that we should treat, I mean, I would be okay with calling a homosexual a Christian that can follow Jesus. I mean, at the end of the day, the scriptures say what they say, but if I'm allowed to work out sin out of my life as a progress and as a journey, I do not think it's right that we will not grant that title or that relationship or that status to anyone else who, homosexual or not, straight, whatever, doesn't matter that we would do anything other than allow them to walk out the same faith that we have without calling names, judging, or if, if I would like the golden rule is treat others the way you'd like to be treated. So if I don't want someone to every single time I come to church, look at me and be like, yep, sure. Wish you were a Christian, but you're going to burn in hell because you make this, this choice. And I know I make that choice and I'm sorry. And I'm working on it. You know, you know what I mean? Like even if you think that homosexuality is, on the wrong side of things you the church treats homosexuals completely wrong and is absolutely ridiculous in a lot of ways yeah but um i to to challenge the 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 argument that says like well the bible doesn't really say that i if in romans one is where i always go to and it doesn't say like a word that could be interpreted differently it's a whole chapter it's it's like a whole yeah segment and that's the at the end of the day i'm going to be open and honest and authentic with everybody even if my opinion's unpopular i don't want to think that homosexuals are not on the same page or okay with god but like after i read things in scripture it's hard for me to call it that it's totally fine you know what i mean that like god is 100 percent cool with it he likes it he's down with it and he loves homosexuality to be happening as much as possible you know as much as it needs to happen well, it, I, it's hard for me to get on that team. I'm not saying that I'm against it, yeah. but it's hard for me to get pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, a viewpoint I've heard before yeah. is that in the future, yes. the that church major, majority-wise yeah. is going to be gay-affirming, and it and a theory is that it will be looked at almost like divorce. Like it's not yeah. ideal. I don't know if God is like a super big fan of it. Yeah. But is it stopping you from being a Christian? I don't think so. That's where my brain's already at. Like that's yeah. that's how I already feel. Yeah, and I, I would say that's where I'm at. And that's mentally and socially and respectfully, I want to be able to say that it is not a problem at all. Exactly. I mean, I would love to be able to say that. But, I mean, the thing is, I think um, Joey Svensson said it the perfect way before. And I know they've all kind of changed. They're they're all uh, gay affirming. Yeah. So, But that's totally cool. Which sounds like, yeah, yeah. But one thing that he said before, a pastor told him, is that at at the least or at the most... You're going to have scriptures that you're going to have to work through somehow. Because 
if you look at like and this is this isn't me trying to play both sides of the coin this is me being honest i'm yeah again, i would conversation put, i would put myself like right in the middle mm-hmm. like i don't think that someone being gay is holding them back from serving god but at the same time there are a lot of scriptures that you have to work through for instance look at like divorce yeah god is not happy with it and it says that god hates it he doesn't like it yeah but it doesn't necessarily call it a sin in the bible and if it says that god doesn't like it it was like in a couple spots where god said that but when you look at the topic of homosexuality it is something that like i stated before is listed from genesis to revelation on multiple occasions in the specific word it is listed so and like ben was saying the whole chapter in romans 1 where it's a whole chapter talking about how men worshiped their own thoughts and their ideas and their own ways above god and their truth became a lie and because of that god delivered them over to the desires of their hearts the women left relations to be with women and the same men left their relation, the proper relations to be with men and God turned them over to the sinful desires of their hearts is what the Bible says. That was like almost like a, that was like a five verse quotation. right? There. Yeah. <laughs> so of course that's what the Bible says about it. Now I want to figure out, and my question in all of this is not, I'm not, this is not me trying to figure out where I stand This is me saying, why? Like, if it is wrong, if it really is, like, God, if you really are against this, why are you against it? And that's where my question more lies. I'm not looking. there's a question that I can't answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can answer is the why. Because that's, I'm not looking to go through the Bible tonight and figure out where I stand on homosexuality. Which is a smart thing, because we'd be here until we were dead. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not trying to figure it out. I say we love everybody and accept everybody regardless of who they are, what lifestyle they live, and yeah. let's all grow closer to Jesus together. Now, uh, now my question, my third question that I had for God on all of this was, why? Why is it wrong? Okay, I understand biologically, yes, it is indifferent to reproduction animals in the wild don't have sex with each other and reproduce babies but at the same time we're not animals so that kind of throws a wrench in that argument as well so but i'm not trying to argue it what i'm trying yeah. to what i'm trying to say is why is it wrong why and and this is a question just that i have for god and i don't know if that spurs questions or thoughts in your guys's mind about any of these topics but these are just things that i am just kind of frustrated with right now with god and just trying to work through like these are just things that are in my mind i want to follow god better and i want to know that i believe what i believe and why i do so you know all all of this my goal is to get closer to god i don't want to get further away from God, but I'm not scared to ask God the tough questions. Or talk about them and have a really difficult conversation about them either. Yeah. And if we offended anybody on this podcast, I'm really sorry. None of this is my goal. 
And if I and, offended anybody, which it probably was me, if I if anyone was offended, I, I greatly I greatly apologize for offending you, but I don't apologize for just being as authentic as I can be and trying to figure it out too. I well, I, I, I never yeah. want to claim that I'm right and that I know what I'm talking about. And I could be completely wrong on everything that I said, and I'm humble enough to admit exactly. that. And I think there's a bigger issue in our culture than religion, and that's the fact that people can't disagree. I think whether I agree with Joe Schmo down the road about whether being gay is all right, we can disagree, and we can respectfully disagree. We can talk about all these different political and social things that are going on, and we can disagree we can admit that things are problems. We can say that they're not. Whatever it is, we can we can disagree. We can not get along. We can disagree on whether God is real or not. Mm-hmm. But we can still be friends. We can still be neighbors. We can still be people who live in this nation and can get along and seek to better each other. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to be against each other. The yes. Christians don't have to be against the atheist. We don't have to be out there holding signs up in the street and saying sinners burn in hell with blah, 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 3247 written on a sign. It doesn't have 1738 to. 1738 <laughs> written on a sign. No, it doesn't have to be like that. We don't have to hate each other, you know. So, and in retrospect, we don't, it doesn't have to be the opposite way around. Atheists don't have yeah. to hate the church just because I believe in in a God that I believe yeah. to be as real as the air that I breathe doesn't mean that I'm any different than you. I go to work every day. I come home. I have some beers. I hang out with friends. I do things I like doing, like playing guitar, video games, podcasting, because I just enjoy doing things mm-hmm. just like a normal person. So just because we disagree on something or a lot of things, it doesn't matter. We could have nothing in common at all but we can have a common goal of bettering humanity together. So, absolutely. I agree. None of these no conversation like the one that we just had or even a deeper one like atheism versus religion. None of it has to produce hate unless you no. want it to. It's all about like we said a long long time ago in the podcast, um how people treat you is on them, but how you respond to them is on you. You yeah. know what I mean? And if we could all respond with love, even in disagreement, I think that we would have a lot more peaceful planet to live on. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. have, it's unfortunate. I can't say that I, based off what I've seen, have high hopes for of achieving that, but every little bit helps. You know yeah. what I mean? So having this conversation where we can disagree and not hate each other afterwards is really awesome yeah. and great. And I feel like, I feel like at every time we start this podcast, I feel like we always start super light and like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. And then we end it like, and I just, so. I just want to say that I still, I still love you. <laughs> yeah, that's every podcast. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> oh man. So I don't know, man. That's pretty much it for the day. Um, it's it's exactly two oh two. Dang, bro! In the morning, that was an hour twenty minute. Podcast. Yeah, and now that we have a different podcast hosting site, we don't even care. It don't matter. We do care about you, listeners, and uh, no, we don't. Oh, all right, never mind. 
Screw Only you. if you're Christians. <laughs> oh, oh. oh that was so. That, look at that. That was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. you atheists. Oh my God, Keith. No. Get out of this joke. Jesus, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Yeah. Stop being so authentically weird. No. <laughs> Uh, All right, everybody. You got anything else to say, Ben? Uh, we love you. There, uh, I said it for you. Yep. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, f- uh, net yep. neutrality. Anonymous. Illuminati confirmed. Uh, yeah, that's it. Nope. Not, nothing really. I don't really have anything to say. All right, guys. Go to the iTunes. Uh, like, share, subscribe. All those cool things. Forgive us for who we are at 2 in the morning. Also, <laughs> if you would have subscribed months ago, you would be able to listen to an episode that we have since deleted. But I'm you probably don't want to listen glad, to it. Glad we put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out, people. No, you didn't. You're good. <laughs> it, it was stupid. <laughs> it was. It was crude and mean. But we're still having a conversation about it for whatever reason. <laughs> All right, we love you guys, and uh, have a good one. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, yeah. Bye.